Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mesa branch of the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, certainly exciting day, and we're happy to have all of you with us, uh, whether you be here live um, or if you watch this pre-recorded, we certainly welcome you and thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, I am going to say at the beginning, um, if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go ahead and do that. Um, and I will remind you at the end as well. Um, I know, I think we we're at about 87 this morning, if I remember correctly. So uh, we want to encourage you to do that. Um, we gain a little bit more flexibility with some of the stuff we want to do if we get enough followers. So thank you for doing that. Um, we're going to go ahead and open in prayer. Uh, this morning, you're going to hear from our uh, presiding elder, Brother A.J. Dyer. And uh, we're excited to have him speak to us this morning. And we pray that uh, God will bless him. So. With that, we're going to look to the Lord in prayer. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for this opportunity to gather uh, in this place once again. And although the saints are not here, Father, we know that they are here in spirit and, and watching even from their homes. And, and Lord, we thank you for our friends and our families as well that are watching. And we pray your blessing upon each one today. We know that there are many that uh, have needs and many we've been praying for. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to be with them, that you might provide healing, that you might provide that spiritual guidance, that uh, understanding in these troubling times. And yet, Father, we come before you this morning with praise and thanksgiving. As we uh, come out of our Easter season, we never want to forget the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior. And it's in his name we gather today. We are excited for what you have in store, and we pray your blessing upon Brother AJ as he would speak unto us this morning, that you might fill him, and that uh, in doing so, Father, the words that might come forth might fill our souls, and that we might, uh, Father, have receptive hearts and receptive ears this morning, that we might hear the message that you would deliver. So be with us now is our prayer we pray in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Well, good morning again, and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ in Mesa. Um, I'm so thankful to be here, and I'm thankful for the message of Jesus Christ in my life. And we met this week uh, to have a testimony service, and I was humbled by so many people who were thankful for this time to slow their lives down. And they were thankful for this opportunity that they get a little extra time to spend with God. And I understand today that that's some people's testimony. And I understand today that there are some of us whose lives are twice as hectic, that our lives are twice as worrisome trying to provide for our families, trying to find a job, those who are sick around the world today. So sometimes we come together as a church, but we have different needs and we have different wants. Regardless of our situation, my hope is that you are seeking the Lord in your life. No matter how chaotic it might be or how casual it might be currently. And we had a lesson recently with our young people and we talked about, well, how can we study the scriptures? Because we stand here and we say, well, you have extra time to spend time with the Lord. Go ahead and read his word. And sometimes you sit down with the Bible and Book of Mormon and it's overwhelming where we start. And, you know, we talked about different ways to do it. We said, well, you can do chronologically and start from the beginning. We talked about studying as far as topics, you know, study prayer, study fasting, um, 
study the New Testament, so you can study different parts of the scripture. And one of my personal favorites is I love to study the people, the examples in the scripture. And, you know, recently this last year I've gone through and I've looked at the apostles and I've studied them. And what I love about that is we learn kind of more about their tendencies. Because oftentimes we'll read the scripture and we kind of see them as, you know, these little one-offs. We see their one interaction with Jesus or we see their one interaction where they conquered and they did something beautiful under the name of the Lord. But we also miss the other times where maybe they weren't like that. And there's a person I was inspired with this week that I want to talk about today, and that is John the Baptist. And what is so beautiful with him is, you know, when you start to read the scriptures and you dig into it, um, his birth is meticulously documented. You know, so secondary to Christ miracle of conception and his birth, even further, you know, John is documented almost as, as extensively. You, know, you hear about him when he's in the womb, the miracle of you know, him as an infant before then, recognizing Jesus Christ. He leapt in his mother's womb, the scriptures tell us. Even more incredible, he ended a 400-year drought of prophecy. Yeah, so if you read the Old Testament, you end in Malachi, who is the last prophet, and it went 400 years before the word of the Lord came back to Jerusalem, and that was John the Baptist. What I learned recently as I studied a little deeper is his ministry was very short, and he had a very specific purpose as the forerunner for Jesus Christ, that he was going to be the last prophet who preached about Jesus Christ before he came. He had a very specific role that we're going to talk about today. And then tragically, his life ended within a year of his ministry starting. So, with that, what I love about John is as you start to dig into these characters is that he was different. And, you know, I relate with that. You know, I look at, you know, my socks got pink flamingos on this morning. So John was different. I'm different. I, I understand that, and I appreciate that in the scripture. And it says, as a description of him, it says, he came out of the wilderness, and he was dressed in camel's hair. He had this leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. You know, so if there was anyone who was different, you know, it was John the Baptist, and we get this beautiful, you know, description of him in the scripture. What I love about John most is that he knew Jesus Christ. You know, John was, some say, you know, maybe a fire and brimstone preacher, where there was, it was black and it was white with him. And... When he showed up on the scene, you know, dressed in camel's hair, he was preaching, the kingdom is coming. There is one greater than me. You need to repent. You need to understand the sins in your life, and you need to be baptized. And that was the message of Jesus Christ because he says, well, I will baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with fire, the one who comes after me. So he knew he wasn't the end, 
And somebody was coming, and he recognized him. And in John, the first chapter says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And I imagine this scene, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people standing at the water shore, waiting to be baptized by John. And what it must have been like, you know, as Jesus was just about to start his ministry as he came forward. And out of those thousands of people, John spotted him and recognized Jesus Christ. And part of our message today is we need to have that aha moment with Christ. We need to have that time with him where we understand that Christ is the center of our lives. That we need to understand that we are sinners, whether it's large monumental sins or very small sins, we need to understand that all of us are sinners and that we need Jesus Christ. And this was one of those aha moments for John where through the crowd, through the distractions, through all the noise, he saw Jesus. In your lives today, through the crowds, through the noise, through the distractions, can you say, behold, the Lamb of God in my life? Can you say that he is the one who saved you from sin? And that's the beautiful thing about John, is he was able to do that. And in that very next moment, it says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized for him, of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and light, lighting upon him. And lo, a voice in heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So going back, John had a very specific purpose, that he came and preached black and white. It didn't matter who he rubbed the wrong way. But the gospel is the gospel today. John preached against adultery, and he said to King Herod, it's adultery if you marry your brother's wife when everyone's still alive. And it was shortly after this fact that John was taken into prison for that. So he rubbed Herod the wrong way, and he took him away at that point, and he was imprisoned. So John, again, had this very specific purpose where he preached of Christ, he baptized Christ, and then his purpose was over. So think about that this morning. So John had purpose. We have purpose. And what I love about the word of God, and we're going to talk about the scripture that I want to focus in on next, is we look at John and we see how blessed he was. From this miraculous birth, where his father was struck dumb and was not allowed to speak until he was born, where he leapt in, the, in his mother's womb when he identified Jesus Christ in the womb in the same room, 
where he kind of went into obscurity in his life and came back and preached the gospel of Jesus Christ with power and with authority. And he baptized our Savior. So here we have all these incredible examples of John and his life. And we catch up in the scriptures at this point where John is now sitting in prison. And I wonder what it would be like as a prophet of God. And I wonder what it would be like in my life where I hear God speaking to me and using me as a vessel. And within six months, I'm sitting in prison, no one to preach to, all alone. What thoughts would go through my head? And this is what John says. So he catches wind that after baptizing Christ, Christ's ministry begins, and he starts to hear these miracles. And it says, when he heard in this prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples. So he sent word out to Jesus. And he asked them this question. He says, art thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Now, this is the same man that saw the Spirit of God descend on him like a dove. This is the same man who said, I'm not worthy to untie your shoes, let alone baptize you. You are the one who's going to baptize people with fire, not of water, that I'm doing. And here he is, all alone, asking this question. And this is where I associate myself with John is I have seen miracle after miracle in my life. I have heard the voice of our Savior. He's spoken to me, but at times, I doubt. And this is the beauty of the scriptures. Is our God so beautifully gives us these wonderful examples of faith, but he shows us their humanness, their flesh. Because there are times when we are on cloud nine and we don't doubt. And there are times where we are filled with the spirit of God and he works through us. But there are times when we question him. And my wife was sick recently and we are on vacation. We are far away from home. And she seemed to get worse and worse by the day, and I had anointed her and prayed for her multiple times, and the healing didn't come. And I started to doubt. Was God capable of healing her at that point? I remember, and I've testified of this, not having a job, and searching and searching for work, and being at the end of my rope and asking, is the Lord really listening to my prayers? And many of you across the country are struggling with that currently. That how do we provide for our families? It's difficult getting food on the table. I've heard so many testimonies as people in church have felt the Spirit of God come down and call them by name. And they've stood up and asked for their baptism. 
And as maybe the days approach for when we actually get a chance to go down to the waters, you start to question, well, did God really call me? Did he choose me? Does he want me? I've done so many ills in my life. I've done so many wrongs. Is he really calling me? Some of us have even questioned his existence. Just like John in that scripture. Are you really the one? Are you really capable? Some of us have seen tragedies in our lives and we've lost friends and brothers and sisters. And we say, well, it was before their time. They were 20 years old or they were 30 years old. And we prayed for a miracle and whether it be tragedy took their lives or cancer or some affliction and we say Lord we prayed to you where were you and we didn't see the answer then and we question is he really there and what's so beautiful is Christ gives a response to John And he tells his disciples to go back and says, show unto John those things which you do hear and see. It says, the blind receive their sight and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. You see, Jesus reminded John in that message that he is still on his throne. That the things which John saw, the things which John heard and believed, were still happening. And even though in that moment of doubt, Christ still loved him. And he didn't send back word to say, how dare you forget about me. He didn't send back word that say, I'm so disappointed in you. That even though John's circumstances had changed, he said, look at what we're doing. He said, the good news of Jesus Christ is going out. That people's lives are being changed because of Christ. Because of what you preached. And the torch is being carried on. So at this point, he sends word to John, but then he turns to everyone who is around him at this point, and he gives a message. Now, if you remember the hundreds and thousands of people surrounding John when Jesus was baptized, that same crowd, Christ turned and looked, and he said, what were you looking for when you went to John? He says, were you looking for a reed that was blown here in here and there? Were you looking for someone which, no matter which way the wind blew, he followed? Or were you looking for a rod, someone who stood firm and didn't move? He said, in the wilderness, were you looking for someone in nice clothes? Were you looking for someone who was dressed up and can give you a you know, nice, warm message? He said, no. You went into the wilderness because you were looking for a prophet. You were looking for the word of God there. And he says, For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. 
Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. So John, sitting alone in that prison cell, Christ reminds everyone who is there, there was no one at that point born greater of woman than John. Think of Nephi and Lehi and Elijah and Elijah and Moses, all of these spiritual heroes that we have. Christ says there was none greater than John. And he does this so you and I might understand that those doubts will come. But because of our faith, he is there. So my question to us today, is Jesus Christ really the one in your life? Is he really the one who loved you? And I remind you what the Gospel of John tells us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You know, I had a greater appreciation of this verse when I became a father. When I look at my kids and their innocence, and I look at them and I would do anything to protect them, and I think of the love of God, that he loved you and I so much that he sent his only begotten son that we might have a chance of eternal life through him. A chance to be restored. And there is no greater love than that, than a man who lays down his life for his friends. And there are times when we pray and we feel we don't get an answer, and it says, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given to you, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you, for everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. You see, the Lord has three answers for us when we pray. He says yes, no, and grow. And there are times when we pray that we feel we're not getting the answer. We have to ask ourselves, are we truly listening? How many times have I prayed where I said, Lord, I want this to happen in my life. And the Lord knew that that was something that I shouldn't have. That was a path I, sh I did not need to go down. And even though he was answering me already, I didn't want to hear it. And there are times when we pray and we feel we don't get an answer. The Lord is teaching us patience. The Lord is teaching us faith through the trial of it that it takes time for us to develop into these spiritual heroes just as john sat in that prison cell alone it took time for him to come back to that realization of christ can we really get strength through him psalm says he is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. You know, time and time again, 
we are weak, we doubt, we sometimes forget the miracles in our lives. But if we just turn to him and let Jesus Christ into our lives, we will be strengthened through him. And most importantly today, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is the one who chose you. I think oftentimes we put the cart in front of the horse and say, well, I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I chose him to be in my life. But the scripture so beautifully remind us. It says, I call you not service, servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whosoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. See, I remember being in this situation. I remember the Lord calling me to be a deacon many years ago. And I remember sitting in the back of church and saying, Lord, I'm not worthy to work for you. Lord, I have all these sins in my life. I have all of these inconsistencies. How could you ever use someone like me? And I remember the voice of the Lord spoke to me and he reminded me that you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And sitting in the back of church, I remember the Spirit of God falling down upon me and the Spirit of God lifting me up, giving me that understanding that it is not about me. It's not about anything that I bring to the table because my strength alone is in Jesus Christ. My strength alone is in the one who chose me. So my prayer today, as we study the word of God, is that we use these examples to understand that we're not the only ones. We're not the only ones who doubt we're not the only ones who experience highs and lows with Christ. We're not the only ones who question our faith. That even our examples in the scriptures do that. But they have one unifying bond, that if we believe in him, if we understand that Jesus Christ is the one in our lives, if you understand that he has changed you and made you a new creature, that when we fall, when we make mistakes, if we ask him, he forgives us. When we then pray, he answers us. When we doubt, he cures those doubts in our lives. So just as John points out, and as John asks, do we look for somebody else? My prayer today is that you understand that there is nobody else that you look first and foremost to Jesus Christ in your life. That you would seek him. That you would understand that he chose you. That you would understand that when you pray, he will answer you. That you will understand today that when you are weak, he will make you strong. That when you, that when you think that no one loves you and that you are alone in this life, that you would understand that he loved you so much that he died for your sins. The Apostle Paul writes, 
that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. No matter where you are today, just like John preached repentance and baptism, we need to understand that we are nothing before him. And if we let him in, he can change you. May God bless you today. Do not look for another in your life. May we look for Jesus Christ because he chose you. God bless you today. Certainly uh, enjoyed the message this morning and, and uh, thank God for it. Um, and we hope that God is revealing himself to you today. And just as he did, as Brother AJ shared in to John the Baptist, um, even when that doubt set in, Jesus sent those messengers back, remind him this is what's going on and um, that he was the one. And as Brother A.J. said, that he chose you. And at the end of that 11th chapter, um, Jesus says, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me, of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. And then he puts out this proclamation, and the proclamation is the same today as it was back in this day. Come unto, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And that call goes out to you today, no matter where you're at in your life. If you're in a prison just like John of your mind or your circumstances or whatever it is, the Lord is calling out to you today. He's choosing you today. And I pray that you would in turn reach back and reach forth your hand unto Jesus Christ. That he might pull you out, might lift you up, even as he sent those messengers back to John. Just as Brother AJ reminded us of the scripture and brought it to our remembrance today, I pray that Christ would reveal unto you that he is choosing you. May God bless you this week. We thank you for tuning in. We pray once again that um, God would reveal himself to you in a mighty way through these trying times and these circumstances that we find ourselves in. May God take this opportunity to bring you around and to reveal unto you. Uh, again, I'm going to remind you, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, please. And uh, we look forward to seeing you once again. May God bless you. We're going to close in prayer at this time. Let's look to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we call upon thy name once again. We thank you for your revelation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, in our lives personally and, Father, in revealing even unto this world that he is the one. He is the Messiah. He was the one prophesied of. And we thank you today for his revelation. Um, we thank you today for the opportunity that we have to worship him and to praise him today. We thank you that we 
those of us that have made him that choice in our lives, Lord, that we've, we've revealed and we've taken on that yoke and we know that that yoke many times weighs us down. Yet, Father, it is light, even as Jesus promised us, if we would turn to him and remember that he has chosen us. So, Father, thank you today. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to share it in this way. And we pray that, again, it would follow receptive hearts and receptive ears and that we might internalize this message and receive the power in which it was delivered today in the power of the resurrected Lord. We thank you today. We give you all honor and praise. We pray for those that are suffering, even at this time, with this disease, Lord, whether it be in the affliction itself, Lord, whether it be through loss of job, Lord, we know that you have them in the palm of your hand. And so we pray that you might continue to reveal yourself unto them today and be with us always is our prayer now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.